a lot of work. That was beautiful. Okay. Our text this morning comes from Luke. Chapter 13. Verses 31 through 35. And Luke writes, At that very hour some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I'm casting out demons and performing cures. Today and tomorrow and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills, the prophets and the stones, those who are sent to it, how often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is who, the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. Good job. All right. Y'all know what's next? We go to God in prayer. Will you pray with me? Divine Mystery, will you be with us this morning? I pray that you once again give me the words. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our collective hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, open our ears to this word, to this world. <coughs> to know your voice, speak to our hearts and strengthen our understanding so that we may continue to serve you today, now, and always. Comfort us. Amen. So I wrote this scripture, or this message, with this scripture at the beginning of the week, before all the things this week happened, before my grandmother was <coughs> evacuated, before my friends were trapped in their town with no roads out, before I sat with Imam Gribbs, in Winston-Salem on speakerphone and my friend sister Noreen in Winston-Salem and a prayer vigil with them weeping. And it still works. That's how God works. This week, in the lectionary, we are back in Luke for the second week of Lent. A few things have struck me as I've reflected on not only this text, but my daily reflection on the 40 words for the 40 days practice. This is a 40-day pilgrimage to the holy weekend of Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday, cross, tomb, resurrection. Many of us in ministry remind ourselves that Lent, unlike Advent, is more of a marathon than a 5K. And scripture this week is interesting, to say the least. It points us towards so much of what is happening liturgically as well, even if by coincidence, 
to this month's celebration of women's history. In Luke 13, we read, Then Jesus adds, On the third day I finished my work. For Luke's audience, then and now, the phrase on the third day evokes Jesus' resurrection. His death is in view up on the horizon, and he purposefully moves towards it. By the completion, but the completion of his work isn't the cross. It's an empty tomb. On the third day, that's what he meant. Now, foxes, in this context, were considered wildly destructive threats. But for that fox, Herod, Jesus refuses to change his plan. On the contrary, rather than flee, Jesus will continue his journey toward Herod, right into the heart of Jerusalem. I must be on my way. Even the fox epithet himself embodies this defiance, since a lion would have been customary flattering icon for royal authority. So if we look back in Kings, that's what they compare David to. At its heart, this passage illuminates exactly what Jesus' mission is all about, right? He's on his way to Jerusalem, the place where his work will culminate. Some really sympathetic Pharisees. You could almost say they're his friends, right? They're warning him. Herod wants to kill you. Don't go there. Effectively casting Herod as the icon of powers that be, and in this particular, the power of death. And in Jesus' own defiant response, it's as if he says, tell death, that fox, that my mission to liberate, to heal, and to restore and to deliver, to care for humanity, like a mother hen under her wings with her brood, I cannot and will not be denied. The juxtaposition of not the fox, but the hen, having not only the power, but the ultimate power of love and compassion, is what is the compelling point of this narrative. Now, this week, we sit in our own situation, right? Destruction of natural disaster, death of friends. People across the world that have been murdered. If Herod or the Empire were the true power, if death and destruction were the true power, we would close our doors today, right? Jesus would have referred to him with a more dignified animal like the lion, but he calls him the fox. We keep our doors open because we know what the true power is of our services and who we serve. Amen. Instead, the powers will try to intimidate me, he says, but I must be on my way. They will arrest and abuse me, and in the end they will kill and bury me in a tomb. O Jerusalem, who kills prophets? But I must be on my way. For on the third day I will rise, death and hate and violence will be vanquished. And that great jubilee, the new exodus, the new day of redemption will dawn. And likely, like Jesus, we won't see that new day in our lifetime. But who has the power, the true power? Not the fox, the one that imposes death, but the head, the one that offers compassion. So there's more to this, as there usually is with us. 
pastors, people who fancy themselves theologians. I don't. I hate using that word, but it's what we're kind of tasked with. Dan and I talked about this. It's like, how do you do this every week? I don't think I can do this every week. And I'm like, I'm going to do this every week. And I'm like, you got to try to find, even if you preached on something before, you go back to these sermons, you're like, oh, I can reuse this one. And every time you try to reuse one, it costs you more time. So you don't, just don't do it. <laughs> but so I'm looking at this quote by someone that I just adore. I love Maya Angelou. And she wrote this um, beautiful reflection in Mom and Me and Mom. One morning as I was leaving, the director said I didn't have to leave the set anymore. What happened? Why did they change their ways of treating me? I came to the realization that it was because I had a mother. My mother spoke highly of me and to me, but more important, whether they met her or simply heard about her, she was there with me. She had my back, supported me. This is the role of the mother. And in that visit, I really saw clearly and for the first time why a mother is really important. Not just because she feeds and also loves and cuddles and molly coddles a child, but because in an interesting and maybe an eerie, unworldly way, she stands in the gap. She stands between the unknown and the known in the Stockholm. My mother shed her protective love around me, and without knowing why people sensed that, I had value. So I sat with this text this week, and as a daughter of a woman who felt of little value in the month of Women's History Month, reading this week's passage, including one of New Testament's most striking woman-centered images of God, Jesus' portrait of himself as a mother hen extending her wings to gather her chicks. I couldn't help reading Dr. Angelou's quote a little differently. If our mothers could stand in the gap when they weren't present, theoretically, because I know y'all don't know my story, but my mother can't stand up for herself. She certainly wouldn't stand in the gap for me. Not when I was abused, not when my children told me I was below average, but in general, that's not what our earthly parents are supposed to do for us, right? So this mother hen, this Jesus God image of a savior that would see us as worthy of protecting even though he knew humankind was attempting and planning his murder. Keep that in for a moment. Because last week we talked about he was both divine and human. His human side wasn't like, seriously? Y'all want to kill me? This is Luke's focus. This is that Jesus stands in for those of us that don't have mothers or that are on the margins or that are refugees or that are abused. Jesus will stand up even for the oppressor that wants to kill him. That is the radicalness of that story. It's even more than the motherhood. It's that he will mother those that are so hurt and wounded that they will go into a mosque and murder people. He'll mother them too. And part of me hates that. Part of me is kind of mad at Jesus right now. But Jesus mothers them too. Here's where I go off script a little bit. 
that wasn't written on Tuesday. But Jesus mothers them too. Jesus mothers my mother who couldn't mother me. And that's the difference between fair and justice. Jesus goes beyond what's fair. Jesus offers justice. That's the mother hen that's not just the mother to her own chicks. That's the difference that this text is talking about. So if Luke's focal point for Jesus' saving mission is the resurrection, the tone and theme is fierce and tender all at once. So though humanity will reject and ultimately kill him, Jesus nevertheless pictures us not as evildoers, but as tiny chicks or as marginalized flamingos. Most of us will get that here, at least that's fine. <laughs> he longs to gather as a hen gathers her tiny little brood under her wing. Like a fierce, tender, loving hen. And Jesus desires to shield and save her children from the powers of death even the death that we want to impose on others because we are so hurting. She longs to spread out her arms, her great wings, sheltering all of creation, not because it's fair, but because it's just. Sheltering all that God has made. And as we look towards that with the, imag the imaginary imagery of this hen. It has to be a foster mother. It can't be a birth mother. It has to be one with wings so expansive. There is always room for more. We have to have room in this congregation for all expansive tables, for people of all colors, of all races, of all sexualities, from all nations. Because that's the Jesus we are called to serve in this scripture. If the imagery is of a mother hen or the marginalized, vulnerable flamingos needing protection, this Savior mercifully protects us as if we are providing sanctuary. And how do we look at this cross the same? 